0: Hey there and welcome to Courageous Radiance Podcast. My name is Brittany Dixon, your host. Hey friend. This week on the podcast, we are going to do a blast from the past. We are going back September 7th, 2020. It was quite a, a bag full of emotions listening to this because I remember it. I remember the day very vividly recording it. The podcast started in 2020. The blog itself started in 2015, but the pl- but the podcast was rolled out August of 2020. And I'm a frontline worker. I'm, I'm an ICU nurse and I was, listen, waist deep in the thick of thick, okay? <laughs> like disparity and anxiety. And I, I sat front seat to so much loss that was happening and in, in that past year, um, when, when this was recorded, I don't even know if when this recorded, the, the vaccine was available. I don't think so. And from health care workers to the news to family, I was so concerned as a wife and as a mother that, oh, my goodness, not even just my own life, but I don't want to bring this illness home to my family I don't want to infect my parents or or my 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 sisters, my aunts, my cousins, my nieces, um, my nephews. Like I'm just thinking of separating myself to not get anybody sick. So that was the the mindset of of this recording and this this call of being courageous in our calling in spite of our situations and our circumstances was just hot and heavy in my heart at that at that very moment. So with listening back to this podcast, it's such a blessing as we're talking about focusing on even more so really the heart of this podcast, which is to be anchored in the fact that we get to have a hope. You know, as a believer, we're not going to falsely market Jesus. We still go through, just like the person who is a non-believer, right? Hands up safely if you're not driving. We still go through. We still have trouble. We still have trials. The difference, the the distinction is that we have a hope and we have an anchored hope. We have a hope that's eternal and everlasting and everlasting. And The second distinction is that while we're in our trouble, while we're in disparity, while we're in the pit or on the mountaintops, no matter what, the stable factor that never changes is we have a force field around us. And y'all, again, that, that to me, Is hope to know, as as King David says in in Psalm 23, that God is with us. It's not just us going through the darkest valleys of our lives by ourselves, but we have a hope. We have the King of Kings who is there with us. So I'm so excited to share this September 2020 podcast and whatever memories that, you know, flashes by for you at that time. Where were you? What were you doing? What was your mindset? state at you know at, at that time. We are called to live a distinct life, y'all. And our distinction is Jesus Christ. And who I'm talking about in this podcast is the, the scripture references from 2 Chronicles 22. Um, specifically in verse 11, um, Jehoshaphat shows up and we get to hear about this princess, about this wife of a priest, this aunt who helped, she put her plans on si- aside to be obedient to the calling of 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 God and and to be a help meet to her husband. I mean, there's so many layers of just boss to me <laughs> that I I I'm I'm excited for you to listen to and share. So thanks for tuning in and here we go. Welcome. Thank you for listening. However, you bumped your way here. I hope you hang out and stay. Gonna du- uh, deep dive right back into Scripture, Second Chronicles. That's where we are. Um, really looking forward to to talking to you. Uh, so, I'm gonna talk through a little different um, going through Scripture. Not gonna talk from Second Chronicles from a standpoint of these kings. <laughs> But gonna talk through a very powerful, courageous, and faithful woman who maybe y'all just like know scripture. I didn't I did not know who Jehoshaphat was. <clears throat> Frontliners like Mary, Ruth, Esther, even Deborah. I mean, i had never heard of Jehoshaphat. Not that I'm like the standard, but She's it's just not a common person that you just like, oh yeah, remember what Jehoshaphat was doing? So she was behind the scenes, but her work and her faithfulness was intricate. And I want to talk about her today, so I'm excited about that. Um, my motivation of of even doing these podcasts is really at the heart of to me, as I was studying about her, of her life, of just this getting alone with God, this powering through who he is for for, for everyone and in, and in knowing how much he loves you. Like, so for you, do you know that you're fully loved? Do you know that you are fully known? And I I think about, I think about with my kids for any of my parents who are listening, no matter if, if they burn (laughs) my hair, burn the house down, come home with a D, do something else foolish. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about punishment. Yeah, that is the type of parent I am. Um, We will deal with the foolishness, but there is no amount of getting away from my love. I don't care what any of my kids do. They will never fall out of my love. And I am mortal. I am flawed. So we have God who, as Isaiah talks about in uh, chapter 55, starting in verse 8, that he, his ways are higher than, than ours. His thoughts. Like he's on a whole other level. Like think of a Richter scale. He has his own Richter scale. <laughs> right so if that's me mortal flawed being imagine father and in, in his amount of love it's crazy to think about like do you really know that you're fully loved at that level because it will shift your alignment if if you don't you're going to be running after earning something that Jesus already died on the cross to give you. So our ability to be courageous, our ability to be faithful in what God is calling for our lives, in in our plan, it, it has to first be found in your relationship with God. Is this just a set of rules that you're following? Is this just boxes you're checking? There's commands, right? There's laws, there's blessings, there's curses, there's all of this, but it hinges on his love. He does that from his love. I tell my kids out of love, not meanness, you can't have a bowl of sugar, right? Not because I'm just this mean person who has all these rules, or I tell you to pick up and clean because you don't want to have ants in a dirty house, in a dirty room. So it hinges on his love for us. So you have got to get alone and know God for yourself. Otherwise, you may miss that. You can be saved. I, I was born and raised in a church, knew God my whole life, but I did not. I was well into my 20s before I knew God fully and now in hot pursuit running after this relationship that you might as well take everything else away if I don't have that. Like, seriously, is, is that at your core like, what inspires you? What desires do you have? And is he at the front of that? So when I think about Jehoshaphat, I don't even know her, but she's awesome. And I think about what she had to submit to run after God at this level. So let's read Second Chronicles chapter 22, uh, starting in verse 10. <clears throat> well, actually, let's, let's stop for a second. So, you know, with 2 uh, Kings and Second Chronicles, it's, it's, it's outlining all these different kings, right? They're good, they're bad, they're good, they're bad. So King Ahaziah, bad king. And God takes him out, done with his foolishness. It takes him out after a year, only a year of reigning. And his mother, also bad and horrible, crazy, uh, takes over. Because this joker, she was taking out the royal line so she could reign. So that's just kind of the setup of 2 Chronicles 22. So then once you get to verse 10, it picks up and says, when Adaliah, the mother of Ahaziah, saw that her son was dead, she proceeded to destroy the whole royal family of the house of Judah. But, it's a huge but. It's like, wait, stop, you're gonna shift. But Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram, took Joash son of Ahaziah <clears throat> and stole him away from among the royal princes who were about to be murdered and put him and his nurse in a bedroom because Jehosheba, the daughter of King Joram and wife of the priest Jehoiada was Ahaziah's sister she hid the child from Adaliah so she could not kill him. He remained hidden with them at the temple of God for six years when Adaliah ruled the land. So Jehoshaphat, I-, I love how scripture sets it up, <laughs> you know, kind of starts with her resume, so to speak. So, and, it, and it's, and it's not in a way of like, look at all these, you know, of she's just this amazing person, but she really could have just taken this easy card route. She's a princess. So, you know, I talked about, you know, she's the daughter Of King Joram so so the bad king that died King Ahaziah that's her brother so she could have really lived like you know just coasted you know fallen like fell in alignment with foolishness but what's awesome about her is she's like I'm gonna break generational foolishness curse and I am gonna walk away from my family and I'm gonna follow God so that is a message in of itself amazing again she's awesome um but furthermore she's married to then not not only is she a princess but she marries a priest Johida. so and i thought to myself did they like wake up on like a tuesday and was like we're gonna go steal Joash. ash that's what we're gonna do because i feel like it why oh because i thought it was the right thing to do I, I'm totally inferring here, but there is still scripture that I, I do want to talk about in, in chapter 23. But where did they get that from? Has to be the question on the table. Where did they get this plan? This, this uh, purpose? I believe it it is from the Lord. Like, you know, we do all these great and amazing things. And, you know, I, I feel like, there's so many influencers now, you know, everybody is just and and there's nothing to take away from it. But we are a influence of people, meaning to to be a a a model a, a shadow of the or the influencer who is Christ. So, That is why it is so important that you have got to have this personal relationship with Christ. So they have, Jehoshaphat have this personal relationship with God, that they're walking in alignment with God. That's already established. That's already their platform, right? So now they've got plan. Now they've got purpose. And now they're walking in it obediently. Have you ever like had a plan that you know you're supposed to do, but you don't do it? or you do it and you only kind of like halfway do it. Like I like that doesn't count because you you did a part of it. So walking in full submission and obedience with whatever God is calling you to do. So chapter 23. So the difference of 2nd Kings uh chapter 11 is it misses this small but yet weighty uh purpose of where they got this from. So chapter 23, the the whole chapter there is going into this whole plan. So they knew they had to get this crazy queen out because she's crazy and she's not supposed to be reigning. She's not even in the Davidic line. So they were going, but Joash is, but he's a boy. So they raise him to be, you know, by the time he's six, about to be seven, he ends up reigning at the age of seven, but they're, they're planning to kick her out and end up killing her even. Plant there, so they've got this whole setup. And I believe that God gave them the one, two, three step all the way to step 10. So where did they get that from? Chapter 23. Let's start in verse 3. It says, The whole assembly made a covenant with the king at the temple of God. Jehada said to them, The king's son shall reign as the Lord promised concerning the descendants of David and verse four goes on to now this is what you are to do and then it just you'd have to read it but it just lists all of this like one two three steps of how they're going to do it of how they're going to fool her and then have already brought him into reign and then pull her out and it's amazing because of that that as the Lord promised so so see, this is all about God's glory, all about his, his glory. And we have a part in how it's going to all play out. So, so God made a promise to bring the Messiah from the beginning. And it was going to be through this Davidic line, this line of King David, which Adaliah was not in. So it may not have made sense because this is for them, Christ hadn't showed up on a scene yet. So I had to think that they had to have been like again on this Tuesday. Well, when when is this going to even happen? How is it going to happen? Well, what if it doesn't happen? Right? Don't you ask yourself like twenty three questions in terms of instead of it just being like God says go and you're like okay, instead it's well what if it rains? Well what if I don't have the right shoes? Well what if this happens? Well what if, and I and I, it's it's just like, just go. Just do exactly what I'm saying to do. So he so they they carry out courageously. And Jehoshaphat was key in that. So here she is a godly, faithful, courageous woman and wife who is saving her nephew essentially, so that God's story that they don't even see happening. No, anywhere in their lifetime so that God's plan and story can carry out. And again, they don't even know what that's going to look like, but they're following obediently what God is saying to do. And to me, that's courage. I, I don't think that being brave, being brave is not being that you just have no fear. It's, it's not, that's not necessarily faith. Faith is moving ahead in your fear faith and and being courageous is saying you know what god i don't see the end of this i don't see your plan but but help me teach me lead me guide me i'm gonna follow this one two three steps that you're calling me to do and i'm gonna do it faithfully and because they obeyed they preserved this boy's life and and in chapter 24 the very first verse Joash was 7 7 years old when he became king and down to verse 2 it says Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all of the years of Jehida the priest so Jehida and his wife uh they loved the Lord they loved the Lord so much they walked in so much alignment that they not only saved this boy's life which game changed the history and again preserved this davidic line but this boy i it goes on to say that he reigns for 40 years a long time but he ends up turning and going to the left like many of these kings did but in the life of jehoiada and in jehoshua he walked in alignment and he was obedient so they were major influencers but they were influencers not because they said or because what they thought they were influencers because they were following the influence right they they submitted themselves to the plan not what they thought not what they felt and and Joshua talks about this in verse 1 to be strong and courageous chapter 1 verse 7 be strong and courageous be careful to obey All of the laws my servant Moses gave you, do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. So there's another outline of how you carry out this courage. You've got to walk in alignment with God. And you've got to be alone with God. And you've got to know the overall purpose is not just for your 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever, 100 years. On this earth, but you are you're going away, but God's glory is still going to carry on. Your legacy will carry on based on what you do. So, Jehoshaphat, her legacy is to be courageous to follow this countercultural plan, this plan that she doesn't understand or see the fruition to even uh have a confirmation that, yay, it worked. Or, yeah, I'm really glad I did. You know, sometimes I love it how God will allow me to see the, fru- the fruition of my decision. Now you walk into a decision unsure, and then God's grace allows you to say, wow, good. I did make a good choice. Well, they never got that. But they did walk in obedience. So they, they're they like, I don't even need that. So where I want to leave this this discussion is in Exodus um Moses is to me just the embodiment of courage and and walking with God like his whole life well not his whole life but for a lot of his life and he was an amazing man but Moses says in Exodus 33 um he I'll, I'll read uh, verse 14 <clears throat> um So just kind of going back, uh, Moses is like, look, you're, you're, I've got to lead these people, this, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. I got to lead them. I got to guide them. I got to, you know, uh, provide for them. How do you expect me to do that? (laughs) How, how am I going to set this up successfully? So. God, so Moses says to God, actually, we'll start in verse 13. If you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. Verse 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Verse 15, then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here that to me is is the crux again of 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 scripture lord i don't i don't even want to do anything else except to be in your presence i just want to follow you i just want more of you god my heart is to live my life in alignment with you so that i can be this courageous person to do for two and a half people or 10 people or a thousand people or just my kids, if, that's, if that is my influential setting, just this, this one person by me, then God, I want to do this with full excellence and I want to look like Jehoshaphat and I want to be courageous and, and set my plan of my life aside. Who knows what Jehoshaphat was planning? But it came second to, you know what, I'm going to put that on hold so I can spend six years to raise this boy that I was not planning on doing. So she took the interruption. And she walked courageously with the Lord.